Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. So here we are, the um, happy Halloween, by the way, and uh, <laughs> away we go with the um, astrology for the month of November. This month is going to be very exciting, intense, transformative, um, <laughs> and um, some sudden changes, perhaps, um, you know, a lot of insights and real realizations and revelations. And so I'm going to explain why and how and how that all happens. Uh, next month is in December. December's astrology is also, the next few week, months are going to be pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, a lot of turning points. But anyway, um, I'm here to talk about November astrology. But before I do, I have a funny story. Okay. I think, I don't know whether it's a partial Halloween thing playing tricks or <laughs> I, I think it's more like Mercury leaving, having left the retrograde shadow, well, the retrograde shadow, he, you know, he, he, he went out of retrograde um, and now it's, the, he's finally out of the shadow period. I think it's um, Monday, the second. I think that's when, um, I'm sorry, what, what day is that? Uh, no, Tuesday. Tuesday is November 2nd. And, and so Mercury is finally out of its shadow, uh, the shadow retrograde period. But I think he's finally having a last laugh. This has to do with my um, last night. Um, I was in the kitchen and all of a sudden the lights went out. So um, I always love to tell a funny Mercury retrograde story. And it's, it's just fun because it can help us lighten the load when we get really aggravated by the failure of communications or the failure of electronic equipment. But anyway, this is, this is one of the ones that tops the cake. I'm in the kitchen, the lights blink on off just for a second, right? So there's obviously the house got a power surge. Everything was fine. It's not like the clocks got shut off on the stove. It wasn't like that. However, it did mean that my um, battery backup that I have, of course, have everything attached to um, started to squeak, make that, you know, wee sound, right? So that's supposed to be just like a on and off thing, right? And you're supposed to, when, whenever the surge protector takes the hit, you know, you just hit the reset button and it goes back to normal, right? Well, no, causes Mercury retrograde shadow, having a last lap. So I, I hit that button over and over. And I was glad because I knew it was time for me to get a new surge protector. And I kind of forgot about it during Mercury retrograde. I'm like, oh, good. I'm out of the out of the worst. Well, no, right? And so this thing, the button would not stop. And it was this annoying, loud, wee, right? It just, usually it would stop, but it just didn't. And so meanwhile, it's like time to go to bed. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? So I unplug it from the wall. Like, okay, it's now after five minutes, you know, it's one of those like five minute backups. It's going to stop after five minutes. Do you know that it's now like over 12 hours later, it's still beeping. <laughs> it's like I actually took it out of my room and I put it in outside my house. It's sitting next to the hose on, on the outside of the building and it's just sitting there. And I felt bad. Thank God the neighbors next door were cool. Like they didn't, you know, hear it or, or pay it any mind. But I, I just checked now. It's still, it's still we, a constant we, not on and off, just this constant we. And I'm like, what is this? Like possessed by Chucky or something? It's like, it just won't stop. I'm like, okay. It's like that battery. I, it wasn't an expensive battery. It wouldn't, it wasn't supposed to last for more than five minutes of a beep it's still running with no electricity. It's like, what is this Halloween? So this, this surge protector is possessed or something. <laughs> it's just, I just have to laugh. I was like, yes, after I finish this podcast, 
I'm going to buy myself a new surge protector and um, we'll see what happens then. But anyway, just had to share that. All right, on we go with the November astrology. So we start out um, with, um, of course, um, the um, astrology for this month is, is very intense. Uh, just the other day, Mars went into the sign of Scorpio, where it's going to be for the next six weeks until December 13th. Now, that is one sign. Mars is in, at home in Scorpio and in Aries. And so in Scorpio, it's, it's in its domicile, right? It's, this is his home base. He likes to operate from this um, deep, dark underworld, right? It's the, the Lord of the underworld overtones. So drives, intense focus drives, passions, transformative insights, um, heavy duty stuff, right? This is not water cooler subjects or water cooler talk, you know, when you're like the office, like, hi, how you doing? Standing by the water cooler. Oh, I'm good. Fine, fine, fine. You know, no, no, this is, this is deep, penetrating, <laughs> tough, tough as nails, life and death, sex, death, taxes, and money, right? Those are all control trips or the lack of, um, those are all, um, what's up for grabs, the, these themes during Scorpio season and certainly when Mars is, is in its home sign. So Mars and the sun, both in Scorpio, right? Shining a big light on dark, dark things, uh, things that need to be transformed. Anyway, so um, back to Mercury. Um, if you remember, Mercury had its retrograde last month and it was squaring Pluto. So it was bringing up a lot of dark, dark um, things around relationships, around our ideas and attitudes and beliefs about relationships and such, and um, hidden intense maybe scandals or in, in, hidden communications, things of that nature, very complex issues that would hopefully <clears throat> brought up because they need to be healed and we need to regenerate ourselves from these often painful insights. Well, anyway, now Mercury has come back again right? It's, it went off, you know, it started the square, went backwards. Now it's squaring again in direct motion. So now it is, um, it's what, 24 degrees of Libra and um, Pluto is at uh, 24 Capricorn. So this is a very big uh, showdown as, as we have seen too, especially this month, Greta Thunberg got mobbed at that, uh, the climate summit. You know, there's these the youth, right, Mercury, the youth demanding answers for toxic uh, policies, right, the, the petroleum industry and coal and such and the, you know, extinction rebellion. These are very big themes we're going to be seeing this month, very big themes. Anyway, um, so it is back to the square November 1st, 2nd, back to the square with Pluto. It will then, you know, after it passes that it will die down. But meanwhile, we've got on um, the 4th of November, we have the new moon. The new moon is going to be at 12 degrees of Scorpio, so sun and moon, a new beginning this time, right? We have finished our Venus-ruled lunation in Libra. Now it is Scorpio season, the sun, moon, and Mars, uh, all in the sign of Scorpio. This one is going to be particularly uh, apparent <laughs> and um, intense because it is in an exact opposition with Uranus. Uranus in the sign of Taurus. Uranus has been slowly creeping through the sign of Taurus for the last three years. It's only not even halfway there yet, um, barely halfway through its transit. So this is bringing up big, big, deep issues around our values, what we value, our uh, finances, our relationships to our finances, our money and our personal possessions. So that new moon is absolutely going to be calling this up. Now, don't forget, we have the, the full moon this month is gonna be a lunar eclipse. We are back in eclipse season. 
Um, if you're interested, I did a webinar. If you haven't seen it, you know, um, there is a webinar I did last week uh, as I spoke about that, um, announcing that last week, the, um, the, the whole season, the whole year and a half cycle, the next year and a half of Taurus and Scorpio and the archetypes and what we might expect. But, um, and then more particularly this uh, deeper dive into this lunar eclipse and the full moon, and, uh, sorry, full moon lunar and the next one, which will be the, um, the second eclipse will be the solar eclipse on December 4th. But anyway, you can find out more about that. I have a link below and you can find out more about that if you, if you would like to um, look at that webinar. But anyway, um, this new moon is definitely with, with Uranus in the mix there. And Uranus is going to be in the mix with, this, with these eclipses for the next year and a half. So we're going to have a lot of tumult and realizations about things and sudden sharp changes around our values. The monetary system is definitely going to be impacted. Um, our dependence or non-dependence, our independence on um, the way things that we have been uh, stuck with that didn't want to change, uh, our own um, coming into, um, I would say there could be this sudden sharp change with the money system. I see that in many different places, um, you know, with this eclipse, the next one, and what's going to happen when Venus goes retrograde in December. I see it in, in January, but for now, this new moon definitely speaking to these changes, sudden sharp changes. This is an opportunity this month for us to shed like an unhealthy dependence on maybe others, others' resources. So, okay, humorous. Like if we have been that part of us that has been like the kid that was didn't want to work and relying on the parents and like living in the basement free rent you know it's like ah, all right there there's a part of that in everybody right there's like that part that we feel like we don't want to let go and we're, we're too dependent and that's not a healthy that's not a sharing of resources you know there are times when it is and then there's times when you know we go over that line so this new moon lunation would definitely bring that up um, you know, about making your own self-esteem, making your own money, your own unique talents, um, you know, being present to and starting a new, reinventing oneself, you could say, with Scorpio being that, you know, that whole theme about reinvention and re reprogramming ourselves away from old stuck patterns and maybe some subconscious fears around survival and money. This is a new beginning where we get to change the, um, change the song, so to speak, Anyway, um, it'll be really interesting when we get to the 10th of November, because that's when the, the moon will be, you know, a quarter, right? Be halfway between the new and the full moon is a quarter moon. A quarter moon in astrology is when, if you are born with a quarter moon, it's like your, your, um, your life path is very intertwined with uh, making yourself known and uh, struggling sometimes, you know, there's that struggle to individuate oneself and to make oneself known. And so with the um, November 10th, first quarter moon, we have that, you know, because Uranus is such a major player in this lunation and this eclipse, um, the, the sudden, the change maker, the revolutionary, the rebel, the one who sometimes it looks like chaos, but chaos leads to um, resetting, uh, you know, a new calibration individuation, um, genius thinking, innovation, out of the box, out of the paradigm, you know, a, a total paradigm shift. These are all the qualities of, that Uranus brings to the table. So um, on November 10th, we're going to have um, 
that first quarter moon, it's like a test of like, okay, let, you know, let's, let's bring it, let's make, get some gear going, you know, like first gear into second gear where you're gaining momentum with all this. And that's when we have Mars and Mercury in the sign of Scorpio um, squaring off with Saturn. And so you think about Mars and Saturn, both of them are in their home signs, Mars and Scorpio, Saturn and Aquarius. And, and they're both malefics, which means they can, you know, they can do damage. You know? <laughs> they're trying to get our attention. And in a square, that's definitely a test. So can it do damage? Yeah, if we're looking at it in a, in a more of an egocentric perspective. But if we raise our vision and we see it, see through that for what it can bring, what is the potential here for transformation? Well, Think about Mars. Mars is about our drive and our ambition, Mercury, our communications, our thoughts, our words, our speech, squaring with Saturn. Well, when Mercury and Mars are in, um, in the sign of Scorpio, that's a very intense, focused, driven, you know, my will. And um, it can be it, on a shadow side, it can be like Machiavellian, you know, like win at any cost, you know, kind of Mars and Scorpio, win at any cost, compete at any cost. But squaring off with Saturn, it's, you know, like this force to want to change things can be, um, it can be detrimental, but if we channel these energies and use them wisely for a reprogramming and regeneration, well, there is reward there. So it's time for us to um, take, um, be patient and take the wisdom that Saturn's offering us. So Saturn's like, yeah, I want transformation too, but let's make sure our drives in it, we, we don't have a personal ego-driven agenda around this. What are we really wanting to accomplish? So, um, and it could be, um, you know, definitely that push to get things done, you know, we could be, and, and with that square, it could create health problems. If we're so driven, uh, we might find Mars and Saturn are major significators in, in medical astrology. So in a square that can definitely be um, sapping our life force if we're pushing and pedal to the metal too hard and not heeding the advice of Saturn to slow down, think, be patient. Um, you know, goodness, we don't want accidents to happen, but, you know, we have to be mindful of the bigger picture. And, um, and so just to be aware of that. So, and with Mercury too and Scorpio, that could be some very nasty conversations and um, driven by, you know, uh, the will to power, right? Like Nietzsche calls it, the will, the will to power. And um, the, like, I think about a war of words, right? With Mars and Mercury and Scorpio, uh, we, are we gonna use our words to destroy or are we going to use our words to heal? And our, and our words, uh, the conversations we tell ourselves as well as, as with others, um, or is, is that saying, um, you wanna be right or do you wanna be happy, right? So, um, so there's something to think about. And, you know, I think about like the, for some reason it came to mind, you know, that there's a Ben-Hur, the famous chariot race. So if you're a millennial and you've never heard of Ben-Hur or you're not a film buff, just know that the Ben-Hur and the chariot race that is uh, depicted, it was Charlton Heston was Ben-Hur, it was this great movie in the 50s. And um, it's one, it's considered one of the great all-time movies and, and especially the chariot scene, it's like went down in film history, an amazingly exciting chariot race where they're racing around this kind of Roman Colosseum and it's Charlton Heston against his 
brother and he's he's this Jewish prince that was sold into slavery and he's very revengeful about that and having lost his you know position and then he he's full of revenge and it's a story about learning to forgive it's really beautiful it's a tearjerker so but it's a it's very appropriate to the the conversation that's happening here with Mars and and Mercury square Saturn so there's this chariot race and, uh, you know, so there is a test and uh, are, are you going to use your energy to win, right? Or maybe in winning, you realize you, you need to like cultivate things like compassion, energies that will restore and regenerate and recreate relationships rather than destroy them. So, um, and I would say too that um, if you remember last month, uh, we had that amazing magical window, the uh, October 9th, it was that Kazemi, Mercury was Kazemi with the sun and it was uh, Mars and Mercury, right? So they had the audience with divine mother, right? About like, I don't wanna fight him. No, you don't wanna fight. You're absolutely right. You don't wanna fight anymore to be right, right? So maybe this is like a test now that Mars is gotten off the lap of divine mother and he's making his way into now he's in his home base and it's kind of test like okay are you are you going to do that are you going to remember that conversation you had with the divine last month where you're supposed to be even and fair and equitable and use your energy and passion and vitality for fairness here's a test saturn's going to say okay okay let's see what you got we're going to test you so that'll be on november 10th um, November 11th, we have the sun squaring Jupiter. And that's a, um, you know, perhaps there with the sun and Scorpio shining a light on our dark, you know, our shadow and a square with Jupiter. Jupiter squares are really the easiest square because Jupiter is all about grace and abundance and expansion of consciousness, right? Because, you know, Jupiter, Sagittarius, right? The, so it's uh, higher using our higher wisdom. Um, you know, maybe it's like, hey, look, now that we've gotten real, when Saturn squared, uh, Sun squared Saturn, now Sun squaring Jupiter, it's like I, I got my reality check, and now I can, I'm wiser, and I can use my talents and my path and my vitality to again regenerate. It's like, and Jupiter's like, yeah, man, you know, blessing, blessing. Um, November 13th to the 15th, Mercury will come into um, its uh, opposition with Uranus. And so uh, that will be very exciting um, brain-wise when you think about the thinking mind, Mercury, the thinking mind in opposition with Uranus, we, we could have some lightning flashes of inspiration or wisdom or like self-realization, like some light bulb moment that goes off sparks. I always think of the, the 4th of July sparkler, fizzle, 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 some outrageous light comes pouring out of our mind or into our mind, downloaded, and then it, it goes, you know, it doesn't stay forever, but we receive that imprint and it's very powerful. I would think too, um, on a spiritual level, you, we might say like self-realization is our greatest asset with Uranus and Taurus, it's like, what, what is really, what are the things that really matter most to us? So it's a change of thinking, or it's a, it's an invitation to, to, um, to, to come into these realizations and to incorporate the new ways of thinking. I would say too, in, in the, in the business world, this might be big for like IT companies, information technology or tech companies. I saw that Apple um, has this, I don't know, is it called the Apple card? It's like their own credit card they came out with. 
And so I thought, well, that's interesting. This is in this new way to pay for things, right? Mercury ruling commerce. And so we see this with the opposition with Uranus. We're bringing online a new dynamic uh, way to pay um, all these perks and things that normal credit cards did not, right? They're bringing out of the box of what we've known with the commerce with credit cards and such. So that, that's pretty cool. Um, the sun in a sextile to Pluto by the in the middle of the month will bring some more insights. And I, I think that's pretty, um, yeah, so we could find some, maybe some secrets and things that have been uh, hidden and such. It may be an easier way for those things to uh, reveal themselves. Um, November 17th, Mars will step up. Right, so between the 13th, 15th, 17th, that's really potent because we have Mercury and then Mars taking on the opposition with Uranus. Um, and so the last, now every, about every two years, Mars will oppose Uranus. The last time Mars opposed Uranus was November of 2019, just as the um, COVID you know, was, was gaining hold. Of course, it wasn't declared a pandemic until a few months later, but when they traced it back, that's when it really got a foothold. So, mm, right? Um, we shall see the opposition with Uranus might be um, about a new pathway, a new pathway forward um, in dealing with infections and in dealing with our health and dealing with um, the, the things that can take us down, but, but um, how we can regenerate ourselves and, and where health becomes, it's a sustainable, uh, powerful, sustainable models that will, um, and ways of thinking and acting and, and our drive, you know, in that direction of innovation. Uh, what, what new ideas are we thinking about? Um, what, um, what, what are we compelled with Mars opposition? What are we compelled to act on? Um, I will say it's not an easy transit. I mean, obviously, you know, you, you know there's greater getting mobbed at the, you know, there's a lot of very angry activists from all over the world, you know, storming that conference is a very great example. Um, uh, the climate change, huge on the table. Um, ideas into action, right? It was like, everybody's like, we're tired of talking, we gotta take action. So we're gonna be seeing that really loud and clear this coming month, this month of November. Um, that brings us to, right? That's all happening right before the, the eclipse, the, the lunar eclipse. Um, is the full moon is a lunar eclipse this time. It's close to the south node. Uh, sorry, it's close to the uh, north node. The north node is actually out of sign for this one. It's still in Gemini. It hasn't, uh, it'll transfer into, the nords will transfer in in January into Taurus Scorpio. And sometimes you have an eclipse where it's not, the node is not in the same sign as the actual um, moon or sun or moon, which is this case. Um, but these, uh, the, lun the lunar eclipse full moon in, um, is going to bring, especially it, 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 not, an easy, not an easy eclipse. Um, circumstances will change, but very dramatically and very sudden uh, with, with Uranus in the mix there. Um, our environment, our body, our health, Right, we think about the environment, obviously, like the climate change environment, but it also could be, you know, lunar, it could be the moon, right, is the home. And I'm thinking about like the rent moratorium, you know, for what, two years now, it's been kept getting extended, extended. So maybe there's some change in the air there. Um, I don't know how, which way it will follow. These are all, um, as I said in my webinar, the, these are archetypes that are in a divine drama that are playing themselves out. It's our consciousness playing itself out through these symbols. 
So with with the lun lunar eclipse full moon conjunct Algol, which is a fixed star and not an easy fixed star. Um, it's often associated with violence, with um, very, you know tragedy, like tragic death. Um, it was very prominent with the, when the reign of terror with the French Revolution. It was prominent during World War II in, in, for the first several years before the Allies, you know, turned things around. Algol was very prominent in those in those charts. So, uh, you know, does that mean this will repeat? Well, the themes about loss and um, some very very tough choices that have to be made, yes, are very present. Um, with Algol, there could be, um, you know, I think about the, the the Gorgon Medusa, right? If you go back to the mythology of Algol, the the you know head, the head of the Medusa with snakes coming out of the head, you know, there's these very graphic kind of imagery. Um, but um, this this kind of being cut off, you know, cutting a cutting off of sorts. And so with things changing very forcibly and intensely with this lunar eclipse, it's indicating this. It's a it's about our values, our relationships, our, the food supply, our food chain, our literal food chain or supply chain. That's definitely been in the news. And now we have this turning point, a new chapter begins. So, you know, how do we feed ourselves? Literally, how do we feed ourselves in terms of real food? And then there's this metaphor of how do we feed ourselves? I think about with Uranus in the mix, there are these, uh, we, we've probably heard and read stories like an autobiography of a yogi, Ardo, uh, Paramahansa Yogananda's autobiography. He spoke about saints he met with saints and who did not sleep or eat. Um, they, they lived on prana. Um, it, it just outrageous considering how we live our daily lives. Um, but there are people in the world, in these places like India and, you know, and monasteries perhaps, and people off of the normal day-to-day -day life that are living um, that have gone beyond this matrix of, uh, and I think about sun gazing, there's this man called HRM, Hira Ratan Matek, and he has not eaten food for like, I don't know, 25 years. So there's this outrageous, um, you know, the, the, the notion of how we are fed, it's all sun gazing um, one hour before and one hour um, after sunrise and sunset, one hour, um, um, one hour on each side of sunrise and sunset is the safe, you can actually stare at the sun and it's safe. It's not, you don't obviously do it beyond that point, but um, it, it's about feeding the pituitary with sunlight and prana. And so that becomes, it's like overriding the grosser form of digestion and very earthly, right? The tummy, the intestines. It's like, what about bypassing all that? That's very Uranian. So that's a, that's a very radical, wild concept to think about. But Uranus and Taurus is really calling us forward to think really outside the box. And these eclipses are going to be showing us uh, these things. It's going to be presented very, very forcibly and very powerfully to us. What happens if we don't change our ways? Well, we already have seen that. Um, Extinction Rebellion, very Uranus and Taurus, that, that whole of uh, the, the marches that you've seen and the one that just took over the weekend with everyone at the climate conference. Extinction Rebellion insects, especially the one in April, that the eclipse in April. Um, insect uh, extinction has been, people have been talking about this, you know, there's lesser bees and insects, which we need in order to grow food, right? We, insects are a, 
a natural part of our life. And what are the karmic consequences of, you know, using raid and roundup and, you know, all of those noxious chemicals. So these are themes and ideas and places where we could see these things played out. Certainly not by mean, any means the only way, just giving you some examples. Um, I would say too, um, vegan, you know, November is vegan month, international vegan month, obviously with Thanksgiving, but the vegan um, industry, it has grown into this multi-billion dollar industry in the last several years, 10, maybe less 10 years, especially since 2018, it's really taken off. Uh, Gluten-free, you know, these are the, again, this is the fundamental ways in which we feed ourselves, looking at it in a a whole healthier perspective, uh, considering the animals. So it's not just insects. You think about the the stock, right? This the 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 bull. Uranus in the sign of the bull. So our food system, our our food, you know, beef and chicken and the slaughterhouses and all of that, you know, coming again very powerfully to the fore. Now we have eclipses in those where Uranus is directly involved. So we're going to see another chapter, a new beginning, a, a major ending and a new beginning um, in regarding our value systems <clears throat> of how we feed ourselves. Um, I would say too, um, you, ne- well, we can talk about this more next month, but December 5th to 9th, Mars is going to translate that eclipse point, 27 degrees of, of uh, Scorpio. It's going to be opposing the lunar eclipse. So there could be a very powerful dynamic call to action around the themes that will come up around the 19th, uh, the, the, the lunar eclipse of the 19th. Mars is right there. It's not going to take very long. It's not going to take months or years. It's going to happen we'll see some kind of movement forward um, as early as the first week of December. November 20th, we have uh, Mercury is going to square Jupiter. So the square with Jupiter. And then the, the same day, it's um, the moon is going to trine Jupiter. So it's really in a very, uh, it, it, Jupiter represents, is a positive op, um, optimism, it's confidence, it's uh, a kind of, you know, a divine grace is what I always like to call it. So that that square with um, Jupiter, the square with Mercury is, um, it, it's, we could be seeing right after that lunar eclipse on the 19th. It's like we kind of get this little, a glimpse, like with sun coming through the clouds, you know, those those piercing rays of light, you know, coming down like a, a what do they call those things when they, they call it the God shot in photography when you have these beautiful sunbeams coming out of the clouds. So you could figure that we could have one of those moments um, on the 20th when Mercury is in a square, the moon trine. So there's this grace from the chaos and the tumult of what is changing and occurring in this eclipse season. Perhaps too, it's like, it could be about um, a change in our in the narrative with COVID um, it could, for, for in whatever way that will show up, we will see. Um, maybe some new information emerges that helps us um, get healthier and better. And um, there, there is this enormous, with Jupiter, there's this enormous, a higher vision that is calling, like Jupiter's calling us to be, to look at the big picture, right? Jupiter, Zeus, right? Look at the big picture. Um, be confident, be, optimism, be optimistic the sense of Jupiter and Aquarius to do the right thing for humanity. So, um, so that's, that's a nice little whoop, right, right after the lunar eclipse. 
Um, let's see, then we have, um, let's talk about Thanksgiving, right? Um, with travel plans and maybe you're seeing family for the holidays. I know last year was extremely difficult. There was a lot of Zoom Thanksgivings and I think it, it might still be uh, that way, certainly for, for many of us. It's a longer term um, movement into this digital age where we're connecting more and more uh, for better or worse, right? There's always a, a silver lining and there, there's always, um, you know, there's a cost, a cost to everything. But anyway, as we have it, uh, Mars will be in an overcoming trine to Neptune. So Neptune is that in Pisces. So this is about um, forgiveness and compassion. Like you could say your our main course could be forgiveness and compassion. Well, wouldn't that be nice if you had a vegan Thanksgiving that's automatically built into the menu, right? No animals were killed to make us feel good. Maybe that would uh, something to try on as a possibility. Um, forgiveness and compassion is the main course. So whatever we eat and consume, just know that our Mars and Scorpio, our, our desire to devour everything, you know, <laughs> has a, um, is, is definitely, um, you know, it could be a, a kind of living in a fantasy world as well, but it could also be about compassion and, um, and a trans, like transcendent moments. Um, do we, do we, how do we want to spend our Thanksgiving, you know, full of love and compassion and grace and um, sweetness? Or do we want, um, you know, a kind of um, manipulative Machiavellian deception, you know, because that would be the shadow of Mars um, overcoming Neptune. It depends on where are we putting our Mars energy? Are we going to obsess and manipulate our relatives at the dinner table? Are we going to behave deceptively? Or are we going to behave with um, with grace and, um, and sweetness and music, Neptune, right? <laughs> Maybe we could be inspired in a new way. Um, so those are just some ideas for to take with you into Thanksgiving weekend. Um, interesting that um, the uh, 28th, Sunday the 28th, Mercury is going to, and this will be probably my final thing, Mercury is going to be in a Kazemi with uh, the sun again, right? It's Now it's going to be in with Sag. Mercury and the sun will have moved into Sagittarius. Um, Mercury is in its, debil it's debilitated in Sag. It's not, a, it's not an easy sign for Mercury. It's kind of like if you think of Mercury as like this fun-loving, trickster, happy-go-lucky kid Maybe he's like on Ritalin or something and he's and he's running through the hallways of this huge like university, like the Yale University Library. It's like, shh, quiet, right? But it's like, this is not an easy environment. You, want, you know, it's like hard to have fun when you're in this hall of great learning and all the great thinkers that have come before you in this repository of universal wisdom. And you're, you're trying to to explore and be curious, but it's not an easy environment. You know, you want to take some books and shove them through the other side and let them fall on people in the next aisle or, you know, just for fun, right? <laughs> Let's see what happens if we shove, right? But that's, that's not a, um, it's not an easy sign. So Mercury has to like sit down, calm down, get off Ritalin, you know, and, um, and come into a more mature uh, sense of things. Um, with Jupiter, right, uh, um, allowing oneself to absorb higher wisdom and higher knowledge. Well, with the Kazemi, with Mercury in the Kazemi, which is that sacred moment where it's like you, you know, you on top of Mount Sinai with the sun, getting this download of higher wisdom. 
in Mercury's in direct motion. And there's the south node of, of the moon is in there too, the south node in Sagittarius. So that would be a falling away of the feeling of entitlement, a falling away of feeling like to be, um, what's that word, to pontificate, you know, like my word, my word is the high, my way or the highway or bossiness or being too distracted with everything. Um, these are all qualities that it's like an, a moment of insight. And it's like, wait a minute, you know, um, the sun wants me to say, hey, check, check your ego at the door, um, check your, um, your feelings of entitlement, you know, at the door, uh, be open to others. Maybe there's some insights uh, gleaned, and I'll talk about that more, you know, as we get closer to it. But it's it's right of that Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend. Um, so there's this sense of uh, you know uh, the responsibility, perhaps, of um, of carrying an, uh, this higher knowledge and sharing it. Um, sage, uh, the the sage, the wise uh, spiritual teacher, right? The guru or the spiritual teacher of when I think about Sag energy. So Mercury, uh, that you know, squirmy, the squirmy little kid having an audience with this very the wisdom of Solomon, right? And then there's some insights to be gleaned. So um, it's and it's a very humbling moment too because it's like you know you check like every time Mercury hooks up with the sun in that Kazemi, it's you forget yourself and you're humbled by this grand divine solar presence. So um, yeah, so that's all for the month of November. So I hope that you have enjoyed this and um, like we will be talking more in depth about various transits, of course, as we get closer to them. But just to say that uh, I know we can use these things powerfully. We always have that choice, uh, the high road or the low road, you know, and just being aware of our shadows and saying, oh, okay, wow, mm, catching ourselves. Thank you. Let me reprogram this. That's a great keyword for the Scorpio season is reprogramming and uh, getting, you know, to let go of control and just be in this void and go, wow, I can, I can map out a new direction that's much healthier. So anyway, I hope you all have a great, wonderful November, and we will be speaking to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you. Namaste.